this is Nick Walters. Welcome to our first episode in season two of the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest. And as always, we are bringing you quality folks to talk to in the industrial hemp space. And I'm tickled slap to death to have uh, my friend Adam Dietrich and his partner, Judge, who are with the Oso Verde Development straight out of right of the middle of Colorado. And um, uh, guys, welcome. Glad for you to be with us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Happy yeah, to be so, here. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's just jump straight into it. Um, Adam, do you want to tell us more just kind of about uh, um, Oso Verde and who you guys are and what that is? And then we'd love to hear from both you and Judge about um, what we like to call your hemp aha moments and and um, how you decided, man, this is something I really want to put my energy and effort into. Fabulous. Absolutely. Yes. So Oso Verde, we are a vertical supply chain uh, focused on sustainability and industrial hemp. Uh, we farm, process, refine and manufacture with hemp and industrial byproducts, which allows us to be a 100% waste diverter and upcycler of uh, different waste category and different industrial byproducts. So for us, it's a big understanding of how to help out the full picture from start to finish and benefit from cost-effective measures in doing so, so that profits can be shared at every, uh, you know, chain and, and link of that chain. Um, for myself, the, you know, big aha moment, I was working within land development and understanding just the vast land opportunities that there were that could be farmed, but could also be, you know, opportunities of remediation an expansive uh, just rehabilitation of certain ecosystems. And it opened my eyes to, you know, just a, a lot of different applications that fit into my interests, uh, as well as just the kind of family history that I have within farming and within uh, just the, you know, kind of blue collar, get, get down to work and, and really be able to create your own destiny type uh, industry. This is a fantastic plant that just opens up sustainability on an independent level of the, you know, person, you know, where a farmer can really take care of his family based on his crop. So it's, uh, it's been a fabulous time of learning about this and really delving into the higher end applications where, you know, conductivity and uh, magnetics, uh, you know, electromagnetic abilities come into play um, because that's really where, you know, Judge and I want to be is creating formulas that are utilized on Mars, things like that. That is super cool to think through all that. Um, so, Judge, what about you? How did you what's your help? Aha moment. Well, I would have to say that my aha moment was probably year two. Uh, year two, I uh, had just finished up year one, planting the seeds, seeing the seeds come up, 
watching the plants, you know, go from the vegetative state to the flowering state, um, harvesting, chucking, seed sorting, biomass, you know, the whole process. And then coming to season two, and like many other people that, that came into 2019, just didn't know what the, what the, the world of hemp was going to do. Um, it was March and April. I was trying to decide if I wanted to reuse, refarm my field, uh, if I was going to plant again, if, if I even had the wherewithal, wherewithal, the capital, the, the drive to, to take on another season without knowing what it was going to bring. And I had went to check on the field and it looked like a sea of green. There were so many, uh, uh, um, volunteer, uh, plants coming up as what I thought at the time later in the season, I, 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 uh, I learned more, but it, it was a sign that, uh, that field, you know, made up my mind for me. I was going to farm again, whether I liked it or not. So, uh, it turned out to be one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Um, the, not only did, did I have volunteer seeds come up, but I also had the stalks that I had, uh, cut for harvest had, had regrown as well. So I spent most of that season season, um, learning about that, experiencing that documenting that, um, it was similar to cloning an entire plant, you know, or, or a mother plant, you know, where you cut off the top or you, you trim it here and it, it grows off a couple more shoots. Well, when you top something at the, at the base and you give it time to sleep, hibernate, um, it has the potential to come back. And when it does come back, it's just an extraordinarily large, healthy plant. It's what I experienced that season. So, you know, I tell you, um, when you're, when you're harvesting, when you're shucking, you know, and you got the group around you and everybody's playing around and you grab one of them nine foot tall stalks and you just swing that thing around like a Darth Vader swipe, you know, or, uh, <laughs> uh it, it just, it, it's empowering to feel and hear and see just what that one use is, you know, you could take that stock and you could use that as, you know, just that. And then you start getting into the other uses and the other benefits and, and all the wonderful things that this one plant, uh, will provide. It's, it's just incredible. And, and I talk to you, as I talk to you, I'm sitting here with my little indoor grow of, of seeds from the past, from past season, you know, just kind of doing some tests, um, checking out, uh, viability, uh, uh, sexing and, um, germination rate, all of that. I do pay for professional studies, but it's fun to get your hands dirty and, and do that stuff on your own. So there you go. Um, There's nothing like a little OJT, right? I mean, to be able to figure it out because, uh, heard that. you want yep. to be able to, to pull all that. Well, well, that's, that's a really cool. So you, you, you'd be able to use, uh, that Darth Vader sword on Mars as you guys are thinking about more about maybe that's, maybe that'd be a spot. <laughs> extremely uh, space oriented. Yes. <laughs> as you can tell, yeah, the Vader, uh, saber gave us away. All right. As long as you're not spaced out, that's the, that's the, that's the <laughs> right. thing that we don't, we, we don't want to have. <laughs> so Adam, Perfect. talk more about then. So the, the cool stuff that you guys have, have figured out. I've seen some really awesome pictures and, and some of them are on our, on our website that you've shared with us before. Um, 
Tell us more than what does that mean? Give us a little better picture of what you talk about in the supply chain. You ultimately are producing a series of various different end-use products, right? Tell us more about what those are. Yeah, for sure. Um, We've had fantastic opportunities of getting our hands on this plant from start to finish, you know, and getting us uh, to a place where we didn't have resources, you know, in capital to go out and buy the quote unquote hemp processing equipment needed. Um, So we've had chances of taking this stock and really breaking it down by hand, breaking it down with the existing agricultural equipment and really learning uh, what this plant is uh, from a very hands-on first-person experience level. And so that's given us different ways of understanding the end uses and the abilities of just breaking this down to certain specs to meet, you know, different applications. And recently we've gotten into refractory bricks that have been able to take quite a beating um, with whatever we can really put at it right now. Uh, We've just did a burn test for, you know, 15 minutes straight. Uh, We're going to do obviously extended ones within, you know, laboratory use, but it's uh, it's giving us just a chance of finding immediate need opportunity uh, within not only environmental markets but you know housing markets that uh, really have quite the crisis. You know, it's one thing to see lumber prices shoot up, but it's another to see a thousand homes get burned in 24 hours because of an urban wildfire. Uh, those two crises are both housing issues, but the you know the one that just happened recently with the urban wildfires. This is just a uh, you know a hit home to us of really knowing that this is the time to uh, make a lot of changes and push forward with a product that can make an impact. Uh, Judge and I can make anything from you know high end paper to um, you know biochar and in you know, carbon powder, but we have to find that product that's going to make an impact and a impression on this public that they can really take to heart. And uh, for that many homes to go up and it to be something where, you know, wind is, is the really the big catalyst there of what happened with us. Uh-huh. Well, today it's very windy. Yesterday it was very windy. And so I'm realizing, okay, well, it only takes one, you know, issue of a spark to really do this at any given time, even in December. Um, And, you know, we just have to protect ourselves better. And, uh, you know, seeing just the aftermath and the only things remaining are the chimneys. And, you know, those are the bricks that are refractory grade. Uh, we really just need to step, you know, step up quality and, you know, produce things that uh, can provide that type of protection and and last long. And hemp really does uh, a fantastic job at, you know, utilizing its high cellulose content to alter its, you know, molecular structure. It's you know, I'm not a scientist, but um, take what it, it was and t- you know turn it into something else um so that it can become a you know calcified 
uh, stone, a lime, you know, based stone. And uh, these geopolymers that we are uh, making really are giving us quite a, uh, you know, a, a motivation to push this through. Even when it's just a two-man supply chain, uh, we work 16-hour-plus days. You know, Judge and I take on night jobs uh, in construction to implement our products within the markets. And so we just finished a uh, social club speakeasy in downtown Denver in an old 1909 um, high-rise on the 16th Street Mall. And it's the university building. And this is a gorgeous limestone building. It's got granite flooring and these beautiful green uh, limestone slabs on the walls. And it really allows us to see what original, you know, building and architecture was. We knocked down a wall that I'm, I'm certain had some sort of a hemp or woody, internal material i mean it wasn't even a cinder block it was a white block that was pressed it looked oh. like a cinder block but it wasn't in all these little woody chips um it was very light and it, it was just it was very interesting but it creates this just imagination just goes wild of trying to bring that back and looking at these hemp geopolymers uh, it really does open up the door for that type of architecture to come back. So, um, you know, these are just things that we're seeing as uh, platforms for us as this industry grows. You know, there's just not a lot that we can take on that's mass volume until we can really create the infrastructure needed, um, you know, to even store that type of uh, material, even as a raw material. But, uh, you know, we're starting in these little micro well, spots ask. and really trying to expand. Yeah. So tell me, <clears throat> for those of our folks listening that might not understand what a refractory grade brick might be, compare that to, to um, hempcrete. And you don't have to give us your secret recipe. We're not, we're not digging sure. for that. But, but just but put it in some kind of a context, I guess, of, of paint that picture for us without actually having to see it and touch it, uh, what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's taking a, you know, hempcrete is a very basic formula of lime, hemp and water. When you bring in the some additional, you know, right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Decorticated, you've got the fiber, right. You've already, you'll want you've, the, you'll want the yeah internal herd um, for the hempcrete. Really when you want to take it to the next level and get it to a, geopolymer, which is what we create, you're creating a formula that brings in additional accelerants that will bring a calcification process to the forefront. So then in the first 24 hours, you are turning this formula into a limestone overnight. I mean, based on just the accelerants and the additional materials being mixed into that limestone and hemp water mixture, you're allowing the cellulose within the hemp to convert itself into a, a, a stone um, and doing so in a scientific method that is just so much faster than hempcrete itself. Because 
hempcrete over time will do this, but it takes 20 plus years. Um, you know, as it absorbs the carbon dioxide out of the air, it continues to calcify itself and harden. I don't even know if I'm using the right word, calcify, but um, the, you'll get you know, for me. just of what hey, I'm look, saying. I'm yeah. a liberal arts player. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a communications major. Quick background on myself. Yeah, my, my only real <laughs> formal education is in hemp. So I take my street smarts and I put it into hemp and here we go. Um, there we but, go. you know, refractory bricks are something that can be the inner lining of a fireplace. Uh, they can be utilized within a kiln to melt glass, um, you know, or melt sand and glass and all that stuff but they are just allowing a fire that's at a 1500 degree temperature or a 2,500 degree temperature to take effect, but not destroy the, you know, structure that it's within. So, um, you know, the difference there is that, you know, hempcrete is a fantastic, uh, fire mitigator because it has no combustible inside of it. Like within that limestone mix that you have within the hempcrete, just standard, you know, hempcrete, it will, you know, help to put out or extinguish a, you know, a fire based on it not being one of those, um, you know, flammable objects, uh, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah, that yeah. answers so, your question. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> what you're saying is you've got, for lack of a better way of saying that you've got a, a, a really cool magic black box that will do all these various um, uh, hemp based products. And the reason that you've got this is because you have the greater y'all have created it out of necessity because you weren't going to some other corporation and writing somebody a big fat check for it. You were, you were, doing it yourself and you figured it out and you figured out yep. how to make it work and and it will do different things depending on what the end use is going to be but all of it it's got inputs that are coming from hemp and so you Correct. may be making <clears throat> wood products like what you were able to do in, in the speakeasy when you were able to create these really cool liquor locker and and cabinets and and you know um, wall panels and other pieces you've got other things you're able to do with the making these bricks you could be making hempcrete you could be making the biochar <clears throat> various knobs and 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 pulleys and and switches uh of, of what you're able to do with the end product there and then be able to showcase that in a way so that builders and other people are able to go oh my gracious i had no idea we could do that and and yes right. i'd love to be able to pull those pieces so that's also verde is is not only <clears throat> selling these products and we want to make sure everybody understands how to be able to connect back to you so they all can buy a kajillion of them right but but um not only could the, the, the you're selling those things but you're kind of an ongoing r&d facility within yourself right and throughout that supply chain so you and judge may come back and go well what if we did this to it instead of that to it oh wow look what we could create on the back end of all of this is that, that happens three right? four times a day. That happens three four times a day. You just described yeah. it right there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, something where we were we were the very early ones into the industry, in a point where you had to shape shift yourself to uh, meet the need of an investor. You know, how many? I don't even know how many pitch decks I've done over the years, but 
with that though, brings so much more benefit to ourselves because we're able to see those other opportunities in a different industry that we might've not been looking in. Um, and it's, it's just great because now it's, we are a refinery that takes in the plant. We break it down to six raw materials. We turn it into, you know, different applications that can be then plugged into 12 different markets or 12 different revenue lines, I should say. And that's all for the benefit of the supply chain and ensuring that everybody within that gets the fair share. Um, Cause for ourselves, you know, we, we see the benefit of the hard work on the farm because we've done it ourselves as well as the processing, the refinement and the manufacturing of the finished product, even the implementation of that product into a project and we want to ensure that everybody's paid appropriate, but we also want to create jobs within our markets so that, you know, Colorado can be a self-sustaining state in the sense of, yeah, we don't need outside supply because we've got our own and, and vice versa. That's the same with Mississippi and everybody works within these, you know, just well oiled machines that really is just a sustainable market based on oh. the, the beauty of hemp, because as you've said, it does not travel well. Uh, and so you have to utilize what you've got within a, a certain proximity. And so we've just, we've had a great time because judge farms 12 acres right now. And, and that's just given us more than enough. Uh, but it really has allowed us to just R and D every day. You know, while we work, we R and D, we talk about hemp as we're, you know, putting putty on a wall, you know, and drywall, whatever we're right. doing, we're, we're talking about hemp. So it's just right. nice to be able to have a, a partner who, who just really sees it in that, in that really, you know, the bigger picture, that supply chain picture. Absolutely. That's, that's cool to be able to know. So, you know, that the, uh, so tell folks um, how they can connect to you and learn more about all the, all the really uh, nifty, cool things you're doing. For sure. Um, we currently have a website, osoverdedevelopment.com. Spell that out for people like me that are, that are not, uh, yeah. uh, don't know. And Oso Verde, by the way, it, it's green bear. So it's Spanish green bear. Um, it just, you know, there's a lot of correlations that we have to bear. And so it's just, you know, it's just within the name. If anybody was asking what that means, but OSO, V E R D E development, D E V E L O P M E N T.com. All one word. Oso Verde development.com. I hear you put a space within a website thing and it. I don't know. Give it a try. Who knows? (laughs) But that's, um, that, that doesn't really have tons of, that's, you know, for us, we're really promoting the market that has a lot of our partners in there as well. So you'll be able to get introduced to, you know, companies from Europe, you know, there's uh, companies out of California and other companies that are small businesses looking for these supply chains and in co-ops like yourself, where, you know, everybody's just trying to currently survive. So, you know, you do have this kind of cross market campaigning and promoting together Um, so yeah, so it's a great way for, you know, people to get introduced to them as well. Emails is really, it's our personal emails. Uh, mine is a dot D trick 13 D I E T R I C H one three at gmail.com. We need to get business, uh, 
email, but, <laughs> and then uh, judges uh, beyond health 25 at gmail.com. So and feel free to, you know, give people us an email can contact you, right. But you, you still oh, yeah. contact us on the, on the webpage there if they didn't get all that. So. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. We it are. Absolutely work that way, man. That is looking, really exciting for the to, context. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to hear about all those things. And, you know, uh, for full disclosure for our audience here, we have been um, having some ongoing discussion with um, with Adam and Judge and the and the um, their ideas on at Oso Verde about how we at the co-op can uh, put our chocolate in their peanut butter to be able to do more of these on the supply side. So um, uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to announce some cool things uh, soon. But um, Everybody loves hearing about, you know, real live entrepreneurs, right, that are right in the middle of the space. And the fact that you guys are, are living with it every day is, as we say, sometimes you get educated and sometimes you get schooled. And uh, you guys have had enough education and schooling over the <laughs> while that you're really starting to hone this thing down, right? And we ought to be it able is, to see what all I can do. It's an exciting time. Yeah, I mean, this is a great time to be within some kind of emerging industry like that. I mean, it's just such a world-changing opportunity. We're going to be at NOCO, um, you know, and in, in hopefully as well at the Southern Hemp Expo. And so we'll be doing a lot of uh, different, you know, marketing and, and hopefully getting into um, some different giveaways within those events. So there we're excited to be a we'll part be of there that. Too. We'll be there with bells on. So that's terrific. So, Hey, awesome. judge, thank you for your time. Adam Dietrich, thank you for your time with uh, uh, OsoVerdeDevelopment.com. Hit them up, check them out, see all the cool stuff that's there. And thank you for listening yet again to the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest. Uh, if you are not currently on our uh, email list, we'd love to be able to share with you new things that we're doing and, and other things that are going on with the co-op. So you can always go back to nationalhempcoop.us and learn a heck of a lot more about what we're doing as well. So until next time, uh, uh, we look to um, share and learn more. Take care. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.